0: Thank you for listening to Life Church Lithia. At Life Church, you belong before you believe. Tune in today for a life-changing message from our lead pastor, Gio Munoz. How many of you were here last weekend? Last weekend was an incredible, it was just it was just an incredible weekend in God's presence. And we we made up our mind as a church that we weren't going to tell people and then try to show them what kingdom looked like. We, we decided very early on that if we were going to do church, that we weren't going to do it a conventional way. I went, to ch- went to school, they told me how to get people, how to manipulate them, they taught me all of it, you know? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> kind of. But when we came to church, we decided that we were going to take a different approach and, and ask God, what does it really look like to build a healthy church? How many of you know healthy church doesn't necessarily equate to a lot of numbers, it doesn't mean that if a church is big, it's not right. It's just not the qualification for a body of God that is moving in health. And so we, we approach this, this gospel, we approach this thing called church with a pure heart asking God, when I look at this book, let it be the way we do church and the way we live our life be a representation of what you gave to us. So we pray things like, God, if in the book of Acts, when you ordained the church, there were miracles, signs, and wonders then it's not okay for it not to be in our church today. If the church of God was commissioned and they waited on the Lord in a room because he said, you must go to this place and wait until you are endued with power, then that must mean that we must wait. And so last week we had been on, on a fast, 12-day fast. Thank you, Jesus, that's done. Um Listen, I, I fast, but I don't love it. I'm not going to lie. It's just. And so we came together. And we, 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 there was just a sense of expectancy, and it was all for a purpose, right? Because we brought our pastors in, and our pastors are incredible. They, they, we honor them with everything. But the truth is, it wasn't even, didn't really have anything to do with them. Like, the fact that you came and you gave of yourself, whether you were fasting. Listen, God is not super religious. <laughs> you got to hear this. People are like, I broke my fast. Listen, it's your fast. You're sacrificing. And some people are like, I'm fasting social media. I'm like, praise the Lord. (laughs) Praise him. And so you had these 12 days of us giving our attention to Jesus. I told you week after week, this fast is not for God to give us something. It's so that we can have him. And so when that kind of thing happens and you come to a room with a sense of expectancy, God cannot help but move because he's looking for a people that are hungry for him. You can go to lots of different places and find lots of different people who are hungry for lots of different things. But when you get into a room full of people where it's not about who's the boss, it's not about who wants to be seen, it's simply what is Jesus saying now for this moment. And so we have decided as a church That this will be a house built for worship. That we will not worship to get to the point, which most people, we worship to get to the point, which is the message. The message is not the point. Worship is the point. It's a non-negotiable. It's not something that we do to just soften our hearts, although it does. It's not something we do to get tingles or to make us feel better, although it happens. The, mere, the truth is that you were created and you were put on this earth to live in communion with God and to worship him. It's not because he's an egotist or because he needs it or because he wants it. Listen, God has a good self-esteem. <laughs> he's not insecure. He's like, man, Booth's not worshiping me today. What am I going to do? He's not, it, he's not doing it. But the truth is when you see him, You change. People ask me all the time, you know, part of doing church unconventional is if you've been here for a period of time, you know that I don't go bow your head, close your eyes. We we talk with so many people. At the count of three, if you want to get saved, blink your left eye. Nobody has to know. <laughs> we don't do that here. Because you're not saved unto a prayer. You are not saved unto a church. You are not saved unto a pastor. You are saved unto a person. And that person is Jesus. And so until you see him, you cannot be changed. Until you see, and it's so easy. We talked about Ezekiel 44 and this mandate, this thing that we felt the Lord give us as a church that we're trying to carry out. Where we don't just come together and just come into the house. Yes, we expect, but the expectancy is to have him. The expectancy isn't to come and say, I wonder what I can get today. I wonder what he's going to give me. Listen, you're going to be blessed because he's a good daddy. But when the expectancy is, I come here today to simply be with you. Listen, if you've been in any kind of relationship, you've been dating, you've gone through the process. If you've ever dated someone that was in the relationship to get something from you, you know it was gross. You're like, "Ah, no. It doesn't work that way because healthy relationship is a two-way street." And so sometimes we paint the picture, we come to church to pursue God and we paint it as one way, right? I found God. Did you really? Did you really? Because I know my life, I know what I grew up in, I know how angry I was, I know the drug addiction for years, I know that I stole, I know that I cheated, and I was running. And all I know about my life is when I hit rock bottom at a park with nothing left and no numbers to call, I had no one else to turn to. I'm like, huh, oh, maybe I should try Jesus. And as soon as I prayed the prayer, he was there. It must mean that this pursuit of Christianity has nothing to do with how hard I can run. How good I can act. If you are here and your life is not together, good. You're in the perfect place. Because this is not a church where we play church and act like we all have it together. Uh, I sat in a a missional community last night. We got together and we ate food. How many of you know that's a good time? (laughs) It's why the apostles did it in Acts. Because everybody likes food. And as we were sitting in a circle, we were just talking about life, right? I'm talking about real life, where people were going around the circles, and there's a young girl, and she was like, yeah. She's talking about dating. She's 16. Her dad's like, I will kill someone. It's all real. It's all real. It's real. He's like, bro, I have a gun, you know. This is real life. And she's talking and she this relationship between her and her dad is just different because there's vulnerability and honesty right and she's sitting in front of a group of people she doesn't even know some of them and she's like yeah but I'm doing better because I used to cut myself but I don't do that no more I love that I love that she felt that she could in a group of people say this is where I came from and I don't care if you judge me That may not mean nothing to you, but when I was growing up, I didn't have that. And so we work hard at building a church and a community of people where as we worship the Lord, we realize, as Isaiah did, when he saw the Lord, he realized, oh my goodness, I am jacked. And if you see the picture, he comes before the Lord in a vision, and he sees him, and the first thing that happens is he becomes insecure. Woe is me, for I am unclean. Anybody can relate. It's why we come to church sometimes, and if you haven't been, you feel this initial like, oh my gosh, I'm just not good. But then you got to see what happens. Because you can easily get stuck in that place of thinking, I'm just not good enough to engage him, but what if it has nothing to do with you? What if the moment you see him, he comes and he touches you and he makes you clean all in an instant? All in one fell swoop, even though you don't understand it, even though you have struggles, it says when he touches you, you become a new creation. You don't have to believe it, it's still true. The Bible says, be it unto you according to your faith. It's why it's dangerous that you partner with the lie that you have to live in a cycle of bondage. Because when you say yes to Jesus... What does that look like? The Bible says those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Not may be saved. Not some will be saved. When you say Jesus, that person who is pursuing you comes and he changes your heart. You say, well, what about the addiction? I say, what about it? I say, what about it? For years, I would come to church, and I sincerely in my heart wanted to engage Jesus, but people told me I couldn't because I had problems, and I thought, if I can't come to him with my problems, where can I go? So I say to him, why not bring everything that you have and throw it at his feet and watch what he does? At this church, there are no superstar Christians. I don't lead this church. Jesus does. You don't believe me? Stick around. Because the moment you say yes, whether I've been saved, this month has been 10 years. 10 years. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> we were going around the virtual community last night, and they were like, my name is blah, 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 and I'm a former drug addict. And people started laughing, but they didn't realize it was all true. <laughs> they went around, and it's like, but, but it's beautiful because you see God touching people. It wasn't a 12-step program. Not against it. Whatever. But it was the Jesus program, out of darkness into light into his marvelous light and so what does it look like to build a house of worship this is the series that we're talking about and this this is all inclusive you got to understand it's not a separate issue you're like well he's talking about this it's not separate the bible says seek first the kingdom of god and everything that you need will be added unto you worship is seeking him Worship is wanting to see him for who he really is. And as we do that, things begin to happen. Can I share a testimony? Yeah. Last week, we were in this place and God was moving. And I gotta, you need to understand, for me, this gospel has to be tangible. Tangible. It has to be tangible. It has to be more than just words. It has to be more than just feelings and more than just people rolling on the ground. All that's awesome. But if it's not more than that, then let's pack up and go to AMC and watch a movie. we we'll get the same things there. Was watching The Greatest Showman and I was like, I feel like I'm in church. So this gospel, it has to be real. And so we had an amazing experience, but I have this tension, right? I saw people crying. I was crying. Phil was crying. And I was crying because Phil was crying. And it was just, and God was moving. But still this thing inside of me is like, God, this has to lead to something. It can't be something that just stays in this house. You understand what I'm saying? Ah. And so I'm praying to the Lord, and there's this girl, uh, Crystal, she's one of our children's directors, and she's talking to me. And, and she's sharing to me, she's a single mom, and she's like, my car broke down. And I, I'm the kind of person that when I see a need, I don't just pray for like a miracle. I feel like, you know what, I can be the miracle. So I'm like, if God, you provide a car, or I'm going to do it. I don't got the money to do it, but I'm going to do it. So I asked her, how much money do you have for a car? We have a license to buy cars." car. She said, I got X amount of money, but I got to put this amount of money to fix the car. I'm like, don't do it. Saturday night. Don't do it. We're going to get you a car. And I'm like, dang it. <laughs> they ever say something and you're like, crap. Yeah. It just came out. I'm, I'm right there. It happened. And I was like, well, all my chips are in now. So we're worshiping. Mind you, this tension is going on. This gospel has to be tangible. So we're praying, and we said, we're going to believe God's going to do something. Something's going to happen. Monday morning, we're, we, get, we get a phone call. I'm sitting in surgery with Kim. God bless Kim. We love you, Kim. We're praying for her healing. Um, we get a phone call. Hey, um, I can't explain to you what God did this weekend. It's like God's downloading things to me. And she's like, I have to share it with you guys. This is a separate woman. She doesn't want to be known. That's fine. God's been downloading stuff to me, and I have to share. So, And she said, and by the way, I have this car. <laughs> and I don't know. I just feel I need the money for the car because of life situations. But I feel like I'm supposed to give away the car. And I'm not just supposed to give it away. It's supposed to go to a single mom. And we're like, oh. You know, we're like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, listen." So we go to her house. It's not done. It gets better. <laughs> we go to her house. And we're talking about it. We're signing over paperwork and we're sharing with her. Like when we share with Crystal, she was like, shut up, shut up. I'm like, do you want me to shut up? Like, give me your car. Yeah. And she's, she's talking about it and we go and we're sharing and she's like, you know what? I needed the money but I know God's got my back. And she's sharing about the situation that she needs to go through and it hasn't gone through and it's supposed to be money for her on an ongoing basis. And, and we're like, we're going to pray. And, you know, Jimmy said when we pray at our church, things happen. When we pray, because the Bible says that the prayer of a righteous man availeth much. In the prayer of the righteous, there is power. Now, you have to understand that you are righteous. That you have been made righteous by the blood of Jesus. Well, I still sin. The Bible says you are. (laughs) We leave it at that. What more do you want? So we're talking with her about this situation. I'm like, listen, Jesus is going to do it. You know, one of those things again, like, we're going to pray and it's going to happen. We just got a car. Anything is possible. (laughs) Anything is possible. And so we're sharing with her. I I go to a restaurant. It's Tuesday. On Tuesdays, where else are you going to go but Tijuana Flats? It's Taco Tuesday. (laughs) So, so, So I go to Tijuana Flats and I eat my tacos. And I call her. I'm like, I need to come back. I need to get a bill of sale. So I go back to her house. I open the door. And when I look at her, she looks stunned. She's like, you're not going to believe it. I'm like, it went through. She's like, as soon as I got on the computer, the money came through. I didn't even say anything, and it was triple what she would have gotten for the car. (laughs) That's amazing. But that's what happens. Now, you have to understand. Let's backtrack. Nobody was sitting here. We didn't fast 12 days for a car. When, when, when we were crying up here, it wasn't like, we need a red card for Chris. It wasn't that. I need you to get this. Seek first the kingdom of God. He is the kingdom. Everything that Jesus did on this earth was a representation of the kingdom. He said, I only did what I see the Father doing. And the Father is the fullness of the kingdom. And so... We're crying and seeking him, and as we are seeking him, God is doing things in hearts. Sometimes people, well, we got to build the church. What's the strategy? We're going to seek him. No, 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 no. Like, we need plan B, plan I I don't have it. Because the Bible is clear. It's not that we don't want strategy. Melissa leads our prayer team. She's like, I don't ever know how services are going end. I'm like, good, me neither. It's kind of like, <laughs> it's kind of scary, I know. Because when you tell Jesus you have lordship of the whole thing, it means he has lordship of the whole thing. It's not him, it's not dictatorship, it's leading in love. Ezekiel 44 says, they shall enter my sanctuary. We talked about how the Lord has a sanctuary. And in his sanctuary, you got to see, it's both physical and a real thing, but it is also in the spiritual. Where he comes and he makes his home in your heart. And when he makes his home in your heart, he sets a table. And because God has, he has given you free will, he does not demand you to go to the table. It's an invitation. He does not force you to do anything. But he invites you. And so he sets this table before him. And so we would come to the table with the expectation, when I come to this table, my life's going to be changed. It's true. When you come to his table, everything that you need, everything you've ever wished for, you've hoped for, you've desired for, it's there. And it's free. It's been paid for. I'm on this mission, right? I'm on this mission. When Jesus was on the cross and he said, it is finished, I got to know what it is. I'm not just talking about building bigger buildings and spending more money. It's not about that. I want to know. I want everything that he has paid for. I hope you do too. Listen, you can live in baby Christianity or you can graduate. You can. And he's not going to force you. But there's a stirring inside some of you. And listen, if you don't progress, you become frustrated. Because you know that there's more, but you're afraid to step in. And so you see the table, you see people walking to the table, you see them being blessed by the table, but you go, I don't know if I'm worthy of the table. It's not about that. So you build the courage to come to the table, and you come, and you have to see, we talked about this, but I got to say it again, as you come, this is the rhythm of worship, come. Come every week, come to my table. If you feel depressed, if you feel anxious, if you feel broken, come. And when you come, you leave different. But as you leave different, you've got to see he is stirred. It's what it says in Ezekiel 44. Come into my table, enter my sanctuary, come near to my table and minister to me. It was the it was the call of the Levites a certain group of people who God had called out and consecrated them, but I need you to understand something. This is important for today, man. We've all read, most of us have read Exodus, and we, we, we know of the tribe of the Levites who were consecrated, and they worshiped, they, they were priests, and they ministered to two people. They ministered unto the Lord first and foremost, because that's our first command. Our, our first obligation, our, our first requirement is to minister to him, because we are called to reflect him, And if you don't see him, you can't reflect him. He's not found in a book about somebody's revelation about him. He's not. You've got to see him. And so they were called to be consecrated. But but before that happened, I want to read to you Exodus 19. Can I read that to you? Are you with me? I'm not angry. I'm happy. My pastor said he preaches like his hair's on fire. I'm like, dang, that's rude. I'm just hot. I'm like, on a clock, i got to get off the stage or I'm going to pass out. <laughs> Exodus 19. Oh, Jesus, help us. So here's, here's God speaking to Moses. The context of this is they had been freed from, from, from Egypt. They were slaves. This is a type and shadow of your life, whether you know it or not. When you were born into this world, you were born into a life of sin, and then you were delivered because of what Jesus did. And now you are living a life of victory and freedom and being led by the the chief. Moses is a type and shadow of Jesus. You are being led into your promise, which is not just heaven. It's everything he's called you to do on this earth, here and now. And so before all this happened, Exodus, I'm going to start reading verse 5. Exodus 19, 5 says this. This is God. Now, if you will obey me and keep my covenant, you will be my own special treasure. Say special treasure. You will be my own special treasure from among all the peoples of the earth. So what is he saying? If if you stay yoked, if you stay connected to me, you will be, I have chosen you as a special treasure. You will be set apart. He's talking to the whole nation. Are we, are we, are we with, are you with me on that? It's to all of them. For all the earth belongs to me. How many of you know that's good news? And then he says this. Listen, this is the commission. This is God's calling for them in this season. I need you to see this. Before the Ten Commandments, before all of it, this was the first instruction that God had given to the multitude. And you will be my kingdom of priests, my holy nation. I'm going to read it again. And you will be my kingdom of priests, my holy nation. Now, we talked about this. A kingdom of priests served two purposes. We know now, if you fast forward, that that commission was given to the Levites. But I would submit to you, it is my conviction that in that moment, all of the nation of Israel, all of God's people, which if you're here today, you are God's people, all of them had the invitation to serve in the same capacity as the Levites. If you know the ministry of the Levites, the people served in the outer courts. The Bible says this, we enter into his gates with thanksgiving. There is a progression to get into the Holy of Holies, which is the goal, by the way. The goal is not to stay on the outside looking in and seeing God move and like, wow, that's awesome. It's not the goal. The goal is for us to progress towards him. And so it starts with thanksgiving. Without thanksgiving, you can't even get in the gate. It's why some people, people, negative people, will never see the inner courts. You'll never see it. You'll talk about the negativity, and you won't want you won't even understand that you can't see it because you're prophesying death. Thankfulness gives what is what is thankfulness? Thankfulness is our response to the acts of God. So last week when we were here and, and Jimmy's ear got healed. Listen, this isn't theory anymore. God is healing, he's touching, he's transforming. It's not theory, maybe one day God will, he's doing it now. (laughs) And so thankfulness is our response to what God is doing. God, I thank you for healing. God, I thank you for providing that car. God, I thank you for transforming hearts. That's thankfulness. And that kind of attitude and recognizing what he is doing allows us to move in to his courts. Hey, there's a picture back there. Can you put it up so they understand what I'm talking about? <laughs> there's a picture. Look. Oh, that's terrible. I'm sorry. I'm st- the computer doesn't look like that. Listen, they would go in through the gate, the gate through Thanksgiving, and in there is the court where they would do all kinds of sacrificial, and after the court, the priest would go into the tent which were, where the presence of God dwelt, and that's where the Holy of Holies were. You understand that? It's the same invitation we have in in kingdom today. I'm sorry you haven't been taught this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If you have, praise God. But listen, we spend too much time talking about 12 steps to live a better marriage and how to do this and how to do that. I'm I'm good with it. It's awesome. But let's do it like not now. (laughs) This is the time to figure out how to press in for everything God has for us. So we start with thankfulness. Thankfulness is a response. Thank you, God, for what you have done. We recognize we're looking, we're seeing, and that unlocks, and it gives us the ability to enter into his courts where we find praise. Now, praise is different than thanksgiving. In thanksgiving, we say, thank you, God, for healing. Thank you, God, for the car. Thank you, God, for touching hearts. In praise, there's a shift. Thank you, God, that you are healer. Thank you, God, that you are provider. You see the difference? Because when we have to progress past, just, just, this is the problem the people of Israel had. It said the people of Israel knew his acts, but Moses knew his ways. This is what they're talking about. That we would not just be people that would see God move and say, ah, how awesome, but that we would have the revelation that he is healer, he is provider, he is the giver of every good gift. (sighs) That you can come in today with all of the stuff you're carrying and that just the ability to be thankful and say, you know what, my life is crap right now, but I thank you. (laughs) Hmm. It's not what I want it to be. It's not what I thought it would be. But I thank you because it could be worse. It unlocks the doors. And you begin to have a revelation that, man, he's good. It's the cornerstone of this church. He's good. Church does not fully represent who he is. You can't confine him to this. We could spend the next 52 weeks talking about the goodness of God and we would fall short. Because we can't comprehend it. But we start with thankfulness. God, I thank you. Thank you for what you did. Thank you for what you're doing. We enter in, God, now I'm beginning to see who you are. (laughs) And so we, we have thankfulness, we have praise, and then we have worship. You can't even enter into true worship until you get these. It's just the truth. Because if you don't have a heart of thankfulness, then you can't see him. And if you can't see him, then who are you worshiping? not condemnation. It's an invitation. <clears throat> I'm giving you the simplicity that if you were to just come in and you were to just say, God, I thank you. You say, well, I don't have anything to be thankful for. Let's sit down together with the journal. I got you. <laughs> We've been around the world. We've seen it. God, I thank you. And then you begin to see him. And when you see him, you reflect him. And then we come to his table. And we enter into worship. And that's where you're transformed. It's quiet, so good. That's where you're transformed. And as we minister to him, see, some people they like, well, I want to I want to do the commission. Like, I see the goal of the gospel. You don't get to advance to the goal of the gospel until you get this. Why? Because he's a good steward. It's time for the church to stop commissioning people to go out that don't really sorry i'm sorry but i was on the street right and i was on drugs and in the moment where it would have meant so much to me for somebody to say you know what man you're you're, you're a mess i would have been like yeah but i'm just being honest it was years and years on the street strung out and nobody ever looked at me and said regardless of your garbage jesus loves you What gives us the right? What gives us the right? And how do we change this? We see him. And he touches us. And as he touches you, you can't walk by the drug addict and judge. You can't you lose the ability <laughs> you lose the ability to look at your coworker and be like her life is judged <laughs> you just can't you just can't you just can't because you begin to see that in this moment I've been planted in this place to be a beacon of light that's what first peter says listen first peter there's a commission. And I need you to see it's the same commission. Like they're writing. This is New Testament. If you're like, "Wow, well, you're always in the Old Testament. Hold on. Take it easy. First Peter 2.9. I know, I know, I know. He says this, but you're not like that. What is that? We just talked about it. You judged that. You're not that. You are a chosen people. You didn't choose God. He chose you. You are a royal priest. What? That's New Testament. We don't have sacrifices anymore. I know. (laughs) Because our sacrifices now are thankfulness, praise, and worship. (laughs) Thank the Lord we're not killing goats. And as a result, as a result of what? As a result of you becoming a priest, as a result of you accepting the call To minister unto the Lord and to come to his table and to see him, as a result of that, you can show others the goodness of God. The goodness of God does not look like judgment, it does not look like pointing a finger. It looks like saying, Hey, bro, I see you and I see your mess. Let me talk to you about the mess I used to have. (laughs) Jesus came to the table, and what I love about Jesus is he never hid his scars. He's serving the guys who are in, they are a mess. You understand this? They, they had lost him. They had lost the guy they'd been following. And Jesus comes and he's breaking bread and you see his scars. Like, we would call them badges of honor. <sighs> but what would happen in a church if we would realize, I see him and because I see him, now I have been given the ability to be a priest and to minister unto him and the result of that is I get to show people my scars and say, look what Jesus has done. Look what he's done and what he's doing. And it's not because of me. It's not even because of a church. It's just because he's constantly pursuing me. And he's calling you. And so I'll end with this. The book of Ezekiel, we read it. We didn't read all of it. But we read it. chapter 44, verse 16 about being a minister And this book is incredibly prophetic, and it talks about the throne. There's all this prophetic implication, but it ends with this, and and I just love this. It's just my heart. Ezekiel, let me get there, 48. He's describing what they believe is the third. It doesn't even matter what they're describing, but it's future stuff, right? That's coming, and it is coming. And as he's describing it, he's talking about it's six miles, the entire city will be six miles, and from that day, the name, say the name. name. Now, this is the name of the city that is to come. It could have been called anything, God's city, Zion, you know, it could have been called anything. But the name of the city is this, the Lord is there. My heart for this church and for you, as they talk about the church, I just pray that it would never be. Come to this church where the preacher's awesome. I just, I pray for a nameless and a faceless movement. And that. I I pray that as we go forward and God is drawing people, which he is. Those of you that are new, you don't know. We started with 10 on a good week. As God brings people and brings people and brings people that it would not be about who's the preacher? We don't know. No 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 but who does worship? I don't know. But what it what is it that why I'm driving down the road and God says you got to go you wouldn't believe how many people are sitting here that they were driving down the road and God goes you go to that church. They're like that thing? I hear it it doesn't even phase me anymore. How did you get here? I don't know. I was just driving and God said go there. And I was like, no. (laughs) Time and time again. So, but why? Surely it's not because of that short guy who screams a lot and sweats a lot. Surely it's not because of the worship, even though it's awesome. I'll tell you why. The Lord is there. Because we've contended with God and believed that we're not going to sit back and just prophesy to the world and say the world's going to hell and everything's falling apart and blah, anybody can do that. Get a new tagline. Anybody can prophesy about the problems with the church and look at the news and say the world's falling apart. God's looking for a people that would say there is life coming. I sat Thursday night in the room with Lou Engel as he was talking about a third great awakening that was coming to America where they're believing and contending, February 23rd, there will be 60,000 people that will gather in Orlando for no purpose other than to worship him. And so I need you to see that the invitation to the table is for everyone and that there's a wave of his presence coming and it's not so people can be known or so we can build bigger things. It's so that people can come alive to everything they have always wanted to be. I don't care if you're 70 years old or if you're 13, it doesn't matter. He wants to use you today. Is that good? I know it. Here's what I want to do. I want to pray over you today. Listen, if if you've just walked into church and you have no idea what's going on, you're in the best position you could ever be in. (laughs) You get to walk with Jesus. It's a good way. But the Bible makes it clear that all you have to do is say, Jesus, I'm here. Touch me and he will come. He will come. So Jesus, right now, I pray over every single person in this room. That I pray that their hearts would be open to being a house built for worship. That we would not be a people that would be satisfied with seeing other people experience you. But that we would be like that man who Jesus, when you walked by, there was a desperation oh, in the Gospels. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Touch me, God. God, I ask that you would give us the ability to continue to be a nameless and faceless movement. That you would be the face. And right now, God, I just pray over hearts. Can you just put your hand over your heart? Listen, Jesus can do it right now. He can do it right now. I just feel it. I don't want it to be a super emotional thing. But right now, I'm telling you, he wants to break down the anger the pain, the resentment. Man, I just break right now the unbelief. Some of you have been sitting in the same cycle. It's not even a sin cycle. It's like God is calling you to something deeper and it's, listen, it's time to stop just sitting and to engage him. So, Father, right now, I pray over every single heart and every single person that is here, God. And I ask that you would bless them, that you would touch them, God. And I, I just, I speak wholeness over their heart. Listen, you can receive freedom today from all the, all the pain. And I just feel the pain. I don't know who you are, man. But God wants to heal that. I don't want anything from you. I want you to hear it. I want something for you. so God right now do it whatever it is that needs to be done do it break down the insecurities break down the bondage break down the sin break down the habits break down the apathy break down the depression and God I ask that you would do a new thing that you would do a new thing in our hearts In the mighty name of Jesus, I'm going to ask you to stand and we're just going to sing this chorus. Why don't you stand up to your feet?